welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. What's up, Kiki? What's up, Key? How are you, friend? Um, I was energetic about like an hour ago, and now I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> don't know what happened. It's, I'm just, I don't know. I'm ready to go to sleep. So you ran out of energy, huh? Just a little bit. No. Um, well, I don't have any energy either. Um, so let's, let's do this. <laughs> How was your week and weekend? Busy, busy. We had um, a conference for my sorority and I have been busy hosting. Uh, I really recognize that hosting is um, probably not my strength. Um, Yep, busy hosting and spent way too much money. So sorry, friend. That's why I stayed in the house this weekend. However, however, I made myself a shopping budget and stayed under it. Well, then you didn't spend too much money. Oh, no, I still spent money. Like, the budget was probably not probably what I should have picked. But. Oh, well, that's another conversation because, you know, you don't like me talking about budgets. So I can imagine what your budget number was probably. Pray for key, y'all. She over here spending money she don't need to be spending. Right. But I had a budget with it. I mean, just saying you had a budget ain't gonna make it no better. Coming from the accountant. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You just ruined this whole thing for me. I'm trying to keep you within a reasonable budget, but it doesn't sound like your budget was that reasonable, friend. But you can review that later. I'll let you I'll let you handle that. <laughs> Love you. How was your weekend, friend? Or your week, friend? Uh, nothing really exciting was happening this week. I didn't do anything that much this weekend, so I don't have anything extra. I did get one thing checked off my list, um, and that's to test out the streaming software for me streaming to YouTube. So we'll see about that yay one step closer y'all one step closer one step that's uh and you know we talk about goals and all that stuff all the time that was my one goal i didn't overdo it and i gave myself time to actually go through with it so i'm proud of myself for that because you know how you'd be like i want to do this I'm going to test out the software and then I'm going to do a whole live and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. That's usually me. And this weekend I was like, nope, 
just literally gonna test the software. That's it. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> Sometimes baby steps are big steps, and that's what I'm gonna stick with. I'm still cracking up because y'all at our event. Um, one of the attendees walked up to me and was like, hey, so I was hoping that I could, you know, talk to you and Kiki because me and my friends are looking to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, honey, I I am just the talent. I don't know nothing about that. (laughs) Sidebar, if she is listening, because I don't think we got the chance to have like a full-fledged conversation about it, girl, hit me up. Instagram, whatever, because I mean, I don't mind helping. I just didn't the event wasn't like the most uh that the best time for me to give you the information that you need so if you're listening i don't mind hit me up i'll tell you whatever you need to know (laughs) yeah so that's it last week (sighs) y'all last week we talked about how we can find peace through making sure we have an adequate salary that reflects not only our experience it also supports our lifestyle right so if you have not listened to that episode please please go back and listen to it because we also give you tips on how to negotiate your salary this is important stuff y'all important stuff you this know, is my you- the back dance like she said rewind it back going to listen to it Y'all know we try to give y'all, like, the best tips that we can for y'all to do this stuff in real life. And visuals. hmm <laughs> So, shall we move to our For the Culture segment? Yes! For the culture, 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 we're gonna get into some topics. so only like i only have two things on this list this week the first is about uh shirley ralph so shirley ralph went on angela yee's podcast and talked about her uh sexual assault story and alluded to it being one of the famous tv judges um so apparently you know at a at a uh event a long time ago one of them just like grabbed her in the back of the head and then stuck his tongue down her throat um and she made sure to say that it was not judge mathis so a lot of people have been saying <laughs> that it may have been judge joe brown they were like oh this is something that he may do so allegedly a tv judge uh you know sexually assaulted her in that way a long time ago This is not about <laughs> this is not about Shirley Ralph at all. But I just find like kissing, <clears throat> tongue kissing, I find it to be horribly disgusting, yet horribly amazing. It's one of those, you know, things where it becomes with, Go ahead, I'm sorry. When I'm with my boo and you know, I wanna be intimate, like get to me. Like But if I don't know you and you stick that Mm-hmm. And that's what I was about to say, right? Like, 
it becomes disgusting when it's somebody that you do not want to kiss or that you do not like or that you do not know. Like, don't come up to me and put your tongue down my throat. No, thank you. Mm-mm. I still be with strangers who I don't know. Um, and I get it. This is a European thing. But I don't really want you to put your lips on my face when yeah. we're hugging. Uh-huh. And I don't know you. Yeah. I had a, a whole <laughs> story when we were in Greece where these this guy like touched my like kissed my hand and I was like I didn't have my my hand sanitizer handy and I was just like don't be giving me COVID I'm trying to go home <laughs> girl oh my god now that message that you sent me made so much more sense you were like I just don't want to get COVID I just try to get home and I'm like <laughs> now it makes sense <laughs> so yeah um <laughs> enough <laughs> move on moving on alright moving on the second thing is uh, Jonathan Majors also got accused of assault so the story that I read was um he was coming home from a bar, I guess, with this lady, um, a Wahite lady, uh, and apparently she tells. <laughs> so apparently she says that he like slapped her so hard that there was a something on the back of her ear or something, and that was the assault. Now, Jonathan Major's team is like, this is not true. Then, a few days later, it comes back that this lady has recanted her statement. So, (laughs) and it's terrible because, you know, in a few days, stuff can start happening. So, like, this man is starting to lose, you know, brand deals and people are, like, disassociating from him because of this arrest. And now she want to recant her statement. So now people are in the comments like, oh, can he, sell, can he sue her for, like, defamation? <laughs> so, yeah, two different situations. But, like, this is, I thought the recanting of the statement was just ridiculous. What's going on? And then my first reaction was, like, not, not Jonathan Majors, not after all this sexy to see them put out on the the covers of what was it was it essence everything he's been everywhere <laughs> and i have licked all of the magazines <laughs> yeah i was like not jonathan majors like we don't had a bunch of positivity from this man and now here comes somebody saying that he done assaulted them don't let it be but you know we can't be stuck to people too long because this stuff happens i licked all of the magazine covers Listen, let him throw some roses at me in that pink. He's just a man's man, and I need. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for Fall of Culture. Not great uh, things to talk about, but this is what's been happening. So, anything you want to add, sis? <clears throat> Let's move on. Okay, let's move on 
to our women's history segment. This week in women's history or women's empowerment. Okay. All right. It's like, yeah. Um, All right. So we, we're bringing it back to times or we're, we're moving forward to times that we can actually kind of relate to. Like these are our grandparents' ages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not this, this first one, but it was worth noting um, since I'm all into politics and whatnot. But in 1933, we had our first female presidential cabinet member and his name was Frances Perkins. And she served as Franklin D. Roosevelt's Secretary of Labor. I don't think that's a coincidence that she was the first. And then we had the Secret Department of Labor. And anyway, anyway, <clears throat> moving on to 1950, that was literally 73 years ago. We have grandparents that are mm-hmm. seven, that are in our seven. Anyway, so 73 years ago, Gwendolyn Brooks is the first Black woman to win a Pulitzer Prize for her collection of poems called Annie Allen. So, falling down the rabbit hole, um, Gwendolyn Brooks has been writing since she was like seven. Um, and by 16, she had 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 several of her works published. But it wasn't until 1950, and she's a good... 40 plus something at this point um, that she won a Pulitzer Prize for her collection of poems <clears throat> in 19 in 1960 <laughs> gosh out because in 1960 we got the FDA approval for the first birth control pill <clears throat> Listen, um, I learned today, FDK, yeah, FDK. So, hmm, FDK, 1960, since 1960. Um, in 2004, yep, 2004, for some of us that still believe we're in the 2000s, you know, this seems like, what, yesterday? But technically, it was 19 years ago. But anyway, so in, um, or 20, 21 years ago. Um, no, 19, right. In night in 2004, the first black woman is awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. And forgive me if I jack up her name, but Wangari Mathai, um, she was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for promoting ecological, viable, social, and economic Social, Economic, and Cultural Development in Kenya and Africa. So she's she's an environmental activist. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2004. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. There's been plenty more since then, but, you know, a lot of us have been around. Um, I, I find myself saying this at least once a month. I'd be like, Black people still making firsts, or Black women still making firsts, or women still making firsts in this year, 2023? Yes. Yes, in um, the year of our Lord, 2023. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. 
All right, that was our This Week in Women's Empowerment slash Women's History. So continuing on with the women's empowerment theme of this month, y'all know we've been celebrating Women's History Month. So we've talked about the benefits and the necessity of women friendships. We've talked about how important pleasure is to experience in our lives. And finally, we talked about finding or creating peace through making sure we have the salary for our experience and our lifestyle. And we know there are so many other things that we can discuss to help celebrate ourselves. But to close out Women's History Month, we're going to discuss ways to actually empower women. And these are not only for others to empower us, but for us to empower each other. So let's talk about it. So come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I said, come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The song changes every week. It's kind of the same melody that it was last week. I try to keep it consistent a little bit. <laughs> whatever. Whatever key. Whatever. Anyways. Listen, I'm going to let you have this. Um, whatever it is. If it changes every week, it changes every week. So far, I don't, I don't, I haven't noticed the consistency, but it could just be me. <laughs> it's okay. It's consistent. Just go back and listen to last week. Y'all let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll let the audience decide. <laughs> anyway, when do you feel empowered, Key? Like, when do you feel empowered in your actions or throughout your life? Uh, I probably feel empowered, like, if I set a goal for myself or I say I'm going to do something and then I do it. Mm. Yep, that's it. That's it? Okay. That's fine. Um I feel empowered when I feel heard, when I feel seen. Um and of course when you accomplish things, but most of the time I feel empowered when I am definitely heard. When my opinion or my point is it came across the way that I wanted it to to the right people. Just feeling seen and taking up space in this world. That's when I feel empowered. What? <laughs> what was that, Key? That was such a good answer. I'm just like, this is what I've been thinking in my head. So It's just funny because <clears throat> being who I am, I'm naturally out spoken still an introvert y'all still an introvert but i am outspoken so i'm a beard <laughs> i'm just getting to the point now where i'm a little bit outspoken like you've met me at the point of my life when i'm outspoken if you would have met me about 10 years ago you'd be like who is this person she's real quiet yeah still quiet but i'm still you know, I'm I'm not saying this always works in my favor, but I am saying that I'm going to be hurt. <laughs> Working on the balance. <laughs> so I just wanted to ask the question of what, how do we feel empowered? Because we're going to talk about ways to empower 
women. And I found this in a Mind Body Green article. Um, Let me actually find the name of the article so I can let y'all know. 30 specific ways to empower women. We're not going to go over all the 30 ways because I condensed this a lot. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the different ways to empower women. So the first way is to validate women's self-expression. So if you see a woman who is being vulnerable and expressing her own story and her own experience, Take a moment to let her know that you see her, you hear her, and that her experience and her feelings are valid. Or if you see someone who is bullying her or disrespecting her because of her story, that's when you step in and remind people that this is her experience and she has a right to express it and feel it the way that she does. I'm a protector friend. Mm-hmm. And I realized, um, as per the internet beefs that I said I wasn't going to do this year, but I'm done. <laughs> I realize I'm always getting the internet beef because I come in protecting somebody else. It'll be mm-hmm. somebody like, yo, but that doesn't make any sense. And, and then somebody will be like, oh, uh, somebody. And this is my fake. I hate it the most, but it's my favorite because I say it's my favorite because it's the time that I'll probably jump in. Mm-hmm. But it's always some man that comes in and be like, oh, you feel that way because you're a woman. I mean. <laughs> see the passion, y'all? Y'all see the passion? No, not broke it. It's a small piece. It's okay. It's okay. It's a small piece. You can still, it doesn't take away from the light of it. No. Okay, we're still here. We're still here. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't take away from it, see? Okay, so yeah, I throw on my cape and I'll be ready to go. I don't even know these people. (laughs) But, um, I can't stand a bully. I just can't. (laughs) I, um, I'm not the quote-unquote protective but I do find myself trying to give people different perspectives when it comes to certain subjects yeah. I'm not gonna do it on the internet like y'all not gonna find me out here in these random conversations because I already know it's gonna it's gonna put my blood pressure up and I'm not gonna be happy after I finish arguing with folks but in regular conversations like with people in like in person in general yeah I'm gonna offer some different perspectives so that's my way of like standing up and validating people Cause I'm always gonna say, I'm always gonna say, like that's their experience. I'm not gonna take away from that, but I would think about it from this perspective. Yeah, I do that with my friends, and they've all recently told me that they don't appreciate it. So, oh wow, <laughs> not all of them, but several of them, they they don't appreciate it. Um, I think I should work on my delivery. Maybe because <laughs> the information is going to be the same either way. <laughs> um, because honey, I have the friend to have. If you don't want me to tell you about yourself, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and I think that uh, people have to realize that if you are that friend, this is how that friend is. They're not really trying to cause you harm. But um, if y'all are friends, I would think that they would know that you're not trying to cause them harm. 
another conversation for another day. Another conversation for another day. (laughs) So the second way to empower women is to compliment her mind and soul, not just her body. You know, we already have so much commentary around our looks, whether they're good or bad. So it's nice to hear something different every once in a while. Like we like to hear that we're kind, compassionate, intelligent, strong, and so much more. And we have so many talents. Like we love the unexpected comments that come that have nothing to do with our opinion, our appearance, not opinions, appearance. But, you know, you can throw in a sis, you look good today. You know, <laughs> we still taking that. Check your assumptions at work. <clears throat> Even though we are women and that comes with its own challenges, we still have to check our biases at the door, our own biases at the door. According to Liana Naima, a wellness writer and multidisciplinary energy healer, I think I follow her, um, we might have to take time to recognize the unconscious biases you might have against other women based on their race age, sexual orientation, gender expression, physical abilities, body type, and social economic background. I feel that real hard. <clears throat> Don't we all? <laughs> these biases often lead to systemic discrimination and addressing these issues start with checking ourselves and our biases at the door. Also think about starting discussions around these biases, especially when we see a lack of diversity and inclusion. Um, I realized I recognize my bias when I get into intergenerational conversations. I think I've told you guys before, one of the women I work with, um, one of the women I work with is 25. And this is somebody that I have to work with really closely. She's 25. Somebody else I work with is 65. Mm. So when I have to deal with them, like that's when I notice biases that women Mm -hmm. make against each other um because you are and it's funny because they don't often they don't deal with each other as much so i'm in it's not that i'm in the middle because it's never that type of situation where they're you know not getting along it's just funny because she's 25 um i'm sorry they're 25 they are um um uh what is it gen z yeah Uh, they are gender queer. Then I got my sister over here who is 65. She is a sorority woman. She is highly educated PhD. And I mean, it's just, and I'd be like. <laughs> See, I don't have that because I'm usually the, the youngest generation at my job. <laughs> Like right now, I'm probably one of the youngest people there. So if no, I'm fighting anything, I'm fighting with like my views against theirs, but it's not that bad. Yeah. And having to, <clears throat> having worked in this um, kind of community engagement spaces that I've been working in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I've definitely had to work on my own biases against people because it's not. Y'all, so I worked for an organization and we would like, it's nothing like popping up in a city that you don't know and you come off the bus and you there to do work, but you're around people. You'd be like, this ain't my type of neighborhood. And you got to check. 
<laughs> I've had to learn to check that because I'm there to do a job and my job is this. My job isn't to judge these people. My job isn't to, you know, basically judge these people. My my job is to educate, period. Like, that's right. why I'm here. So I've been working on that a lot in the last couple of years. Um, I'm very, very grateful for the experiences that have forced me to check those. I agree. Always be ready to signal boost other women. If you have the privilege to be in certain spaces like conferences, leadership teams, organizations, or if you have just a plethora of resources, I love when people say plethora, but when you have a plethora of resources, you gotta, you gotta, the voice intonation, it's gotta go up. <laughs> resources to certain spaces think about the women around you who can also benefit from being in these spaces so if you know someone who is an expert in a certain area and there's a conference looking for speakers in that area put your sister on <clears throat> develop a list of women you know with different areas of expertise so you can be ready to signal to them and give them a boost whenever it was needed that is not what i thought that you meant um but yeah mm-hmm. i do like it well, that was a part of the article, so I just kind of weaved it in the way I could. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're doing that, too, with this podcast. <laughs> hey, sis, you know about this? Come talk to us. Come talk to our people. Right. <laughs> I want to signal boost and shout out the maker of my lovely earrings and maybe my shirt. Um, but Yo Sola Boutique, you can find her on the Instagrams. Yo Sola Boutique. Yes. That's passing. Okay. And that goes to passing the mic. The next one is passing the mic. So similar to the last point, think if you are not the right person for a certain project, who else would be better at it? So according to... I guess this is Jodwed Wassell. Sometimes empowering yourself means that you have to step back and allow someone else to have the spotlight. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm more of a behind the scenes person. Like I try to make sure everything is done behind the scenes. If somebody else can like take the spotlight sometimes, I don't mind it, especially if you're good at it. Now, if you come in and mess it up, we might have a problem. <laughs> but I don't mind like, passing it down to somebody that can do it. Like, I don't mind also making other people look good through my backstage efforts. <laughs> Go just, ahead. Um, <clears throat> that's what I thought of. Um, but no, I also think about, um, I, I don't think of, I don't, I thought of this a little more than just like someone being behind the scenes and willing to put some do yeah. someone in front of them. I also thought about like, <clears throat> um, what if someone asked you, like, for example, back to my job, I'm in community engagement and because I'm an educator, um, by trade, I work on nonprofit, right? So because I'm an educator and what I do, a lot of times somebody will ask me a question, I'll be like, Hmm. And I'll think about it or I'll try to find the answer when I'm learning to, I don't really have to work that hard because she over there know. Mm-hmm. I'll just ask her. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, I, I have, I've had to learn that because I'm definitely one to 
fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Fine, I'll do it. Like, that's my burger verse. Um, pick me, I'll go. So um, I'm quick to, like, I'll, uh, like, I'm that person. I'm like a fixer. I'll come in, I'll be like, I got it. I am learning to, you know what? She does this actually better than you. And it takes, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Ladies, we got to die to our ego sometimes because sometimes it's sometimes we are like, nobody can do this better than me. I've seen this meme floating around lately. It's like, I get mad when people don't want to help me clean up, but when they help me clean up, I got to clean up after mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. I got to clean up how I want it. And I'm just like, I don't have those problems. Um, y'all want to come clean up this apartment? I Listen, just let me know what time you'll be here. Um, that's me though. But I am saying that we, especially as women, we do some crazy things because we don't feel like people can do it like we can, or we feel like we will lose our value in a way. I saw a recent um, post by y'all that the internet therapist I love, um, Keir Gaines, uh, his wife was nervous about going on a girl's trip um, because she was like, and it was a crazy thing to me, but I'm not a mom. Um, but she was like, I don't want my, my girls to forget about me. And like she, I don't think she's going to be gone forever. I think she was going on a girl's trip. So I'm saying maybe a week most, right? But um, that was one of her concerns. And ladies, we have to like die to our ego a little bit because no one's ever going to replace you as a mom. No one's going to, no one, someone is trying to replace you on your job. Like I can't say that, but no one can do your job like you do. Um, so yeah, we got to die to our ego a little bit, but we also have to be confident in knowing that like you got skills that no one else does. Even if you're not the best typist on your job, your words per minute is about 13. That's okay because you can answer the hell out of a telephone. Or something. I don't know. But you got to be confident in where you are, but also know that sometimes, like, yo, pass that mic, girl, because, mm-hmm. you know, sister girl been doing this for the last 40 years. Let her have it. Yeah, and I think about that, too, like, in terms of, like, just jobs in general. Like, we have different departments for a reason. You don't have to take on all of this stuff by yourself. Be like, if somebody asks you a question and you just don't have all of the answers, like, listen, I can give you this right here. But if you need anything beyond that, I'm going to need you to hit up my girl Key over here because she know how to do that right there. You know, like, or she's the one that can make that. She's the one that can make that decision for you. Um, I've learned that a lot in all of the jobs. Because <laughs> I'm like one where I'm at, at first I was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to try to like worry people to death and keep asking, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? But at a certain point, I'm just like, they know how to do it. It's going to get done faster if they do it. So here you go. And if you don't have time, just like, can you guide me through it? Something like, <laughs> I need you to give me something to work off of. But like, just using your resources is basically passing the mic as well. Absolutely. All right. So the next is um, bolster whisper networks that benefit women. So we have to make sure that women have access to information that is beneficial to them. So, you know, they always say how, you know, there's a lot of boys clubs around. They always giving all this information and pulling their boys up and all this stuff. We need to do the same thing with women. And what I, what came to mind was like, we talked about this a little bit last week where the woman in HR like interviewed this girl. She took the salary, like the base salary, but she didn't like, she said, oh, this could have been a teaching opportunity, but she didn't take the time to teach her. 
So, you know, in that situation, what she could have done was like, hey, sis, sidebar, we got some money. So, like, ask for what you want, what you need. Ask for what you what you need in this situation. Don't be shy. Because all we're going to do is tell you, like, tell you we have it or we don't. And she didn't even have to say we have it. What she could have said right there in the interview is, what salary are you looking for? What salary do you want? Mm-hmm. Number. That's what she could have did. She didn't even have to put her co- put her company out there and be like, girl, we got the money. Like, she yeah. could have just like, what are you looking for? What do you need? And I just, every time I think about that situation, I get upset. But what happens if her sal what she asked for is still low? You know? Like some people still don't know like a good salary range for themselves. So I guess that's what I'm thinking about. Especially if this is maybe this is like your first interview where you actually have to negotiate a salary. So if you're asking for the bare minimum and you sitting there like, I know she didn't just ask for this, you know? <laughs> like, I know she didn't just ask for this low salary, like how do you nudge that person to do a little more? I hear you, but even telling her the company got it, like that doesn't help. Yeah. Because if you're that person that needs a nudge, even if I tell you the company got it, like you probably still going to low ball. <clears throat> or are you going to say something extraneous and I'm going to be like. <laughs> True. <laughs> Girl, you ain't going to get 200000 to sit at this front desk and phones like you're not no that's when the research has to come in y'all got to research these these jobs y'all applying to yes also listen to this wonderful podcast that puts information out there called take care sis there you go absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so let's think about offering information to women that can help boost them up and not always having a competitive mind all the time Sis, we are not in competition. Like, I can't even say that enough. Um, We are not. There's plenty out here for the rest of us. There's a seat at the table for everyone. That's why I was like, girl, whoever asked for that, uh, the advice on the podcast, hit me up. It's just, you're just going to get paragraphs and paragraphs. You're going to have to read. (laughs) You might not like all the stuff that she's bringing, but. (laughs) I'll give it to you. (laughs) support and invest in women-owned businesses and their work in general i don't know why you want me to read this one (laughs) because what i would be like is why are you here if you don't um but i'm gonna read it Mm -hmm. here we go (laughs) research shows that male entrepreneurs are twice as likely to raise 100,000 or more compared to their female counterparts. This was a global survey of more than 3,000 entrepreneurs carried out by the online design marketplace 99designs. Many women-owned businesses lack adequate funding, so it's not usually because the women in charge are not capable of running a successful business. I'm sure this plays into the biases of women who are applying for funding. So this is for those businesses that, like, maybe you want a storefront, right? And um, you got a t-shirt company, but you want a storefront. People are applying for business loans or business grants or whatever. Um, And, yeah. Men are twice as likely to raise more money, get the funding, win the prize, so on and so forth. When we think about women's work, this includes their businesses and even the things that don't cost any money. 
Support them when they write a book, start a podcast, offer a yoga class, share their offerings in your circles, and even on social media. Can't stress this one enough. Y'all will put on an outfit by, I'll even say a no-name designer. Mm-hmm. You or you know, you put on a Target outfit and come and tell the world, y'all, I got this at Target. Mm-hmm. But when your friend is doing, I don't know, say, hosting a wellness event called a day of rest. Mm. You don't say, sis. You don't say. Right. Um, but when your friend, your homegirl, whatever, when someone you know does it, like, y'all, it's the most frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. Gotta be honest. I want to quit the whole business after every event. I want to quit it all. I want. <laughs> I've been struggling to do this podcast the last two weeks because I'm still tired. I get so exhausted mm-hmm. after this because it's just like, you know, your friends, and then we'll have the audacity to come find you after said event, said class, said book that you write, whatever. They'll come and find you and be like, right, you're still right. Girl, and it'd be like the people that you least expect to like support you be the ones that be sitting there. And then the people that's like, because I had one of my friends, she was like, you know, if I was there, I would like buy a ticket. And I know she would, but she's like six hours away. So, <laughs> so like the likelihood of her driving that far just for three hours, a three hour event is, it's probably not going to happen. But like other people that are here, you're just like, hello. What y'all doing? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes like your support doesn't really cost money. Like honestly, no. um, sometimes our support will generate more interest from others who are interested in what they offer. Offer like maybe you don't like the way I teach yoga or how yoga or when I talk or whatever, right? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't dig it, but the stuff is quality. So pass it on to your friend. Pass it on to your mom. Pass it on to you know what I mean, like right. But it also makes me think, like, when we talk about funding, that I think a lot of men have a bias of women being, like, too emotional to run businesses, so they don't want to, like, invest their money into things that we do. But in all actuality, it's because y'all won't give us no money. Like, (laughs) we can't run these businesses in an adequate manner when we don't have the funds. So y'all support your sisters. Support them. Even if you're just sharing on social media, that's going to help them, like, generate business. Generate interest. So many negative things I could say right here that I'm not. I'm just going to read the next point. The next point. Support women in conversations. This encompasses many things. Um, So think about letting women know that they don't have to explain their reasoning for everything. We tend to think we have to explain why we chose to do something or chose not to do something, but everything doesn't have to be explained. Sometimes a simple yes. Um, sometimes a simple yes we do. You can gently tell a woman that her decision was great. Or my favorite, no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that too. Mm-hmm. Season one. <laughs> Encourage women to accept sincere compliments. So think about when someone genuinely compliments our outfits. Sometimes we go into explanation that diminishes the value. Remind women to accept the compliment and not diminish it. Like my favorite is, girl, that outfit. We're, that outfit is cute. Or you look good today, mama. First thing we do, oh, we got it. Girl, I just got it at Target. I just ran uh-huh. across twelve ninety nine. Right. I didn't. I didn't ask for none of that because I didn't wear it. It looked good. 
Right. <laughs> now, if I ask you where you get it from, I need you to be specific. Mm-hmm. That Ross twelve ninety nine on clearance. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah. Then I ask, but that's not quite a compliment. That's ask. That's literally me asking where you get it. But if I tell you, dang girl, that skirt look good on you, or that great girl, that green, that same thing. Right. And I find myself doing that more now because a lot of people do that, especially in your friend circle. You just like, girl, take the compliment, compliment, please take mm-hmm. the compliment. And they'll look at you like, I, I didn't mean, I know you didn't mean it that way, but like, take the compliment. I'm saying this for future conversations with other people that are not me. So like, you know, strangers coming up to you and you not diminishing your value, just like, thank you, girl. And keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> We can also disagree without dismissing. We as women are often dismissed for the smallest of things and it can be frustrating. But we can agree to disagree without dismissing another woman's opinion or statement. Um, <laughs> once again, I find this, you know, on the internet um, when I'm standing up for people I don't know. But um, yeah, you know, like two things can be true at once, right? So... Let's go back to this Jonathan Majors thing, right? It could be true that he was out with a woman. It could very well be true that she, at some point, showed up to the um, police station with bruises. That don't mean he did. Mm-hmm. It could be true that, you know, I don't like oatmeal. But it is also very true that I will eat said nasty oatmeal because I know that my doctor wants me to because she said it's good for me. See how two things are true at the same time? <laughs> You're right. Um, And finally, having open conversations about sex and periods can help to break stigmas. No, not you feeding into it. Let me stop. (laughs) And finally, having open conversations about sex and periods can help break stigmas against our bodies and experiences. When it comes to periods, we have to make sure that when we talk about it, we're making it seem like it's a disgusting part of our lives. All right. I'm sorry that we aren't making it seem like it's a disgusting part of our lives. And when it comes to sex, we have to prioritize our pleasure and exploration just as men are encouraged to do. Yeah. The article talked about, you know, men being able to explore themselves through, you know, things like masturbation and all that stuff. But women are always kind of, they're on the fence of telling women to do the same thing or girls to do the same thing. So men tell their sons, you know, Go ahead, do it. And women look at their daughters like, what? So, uh, Sex with Ashley, she's a body positive um, blogger, writer. Uh, sex blogger. Yeah, sex blogger. Right, thank you. Um, and she posted on her page the other day, <clears throat> um, so occasionally you can write in and she'll just stockpile the questions and eventually answer them on her page and so someone has sent in a question what was a good first time vibrator for their 13 year old i saw that and 
I was like, wow. Like, I thought my mom did a great job when it came to, like, sex and being open to discussing stuff with me and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think mama would have bought me a vibrator. I don't think Jarlene would have yeah, bought me I don't. Yeah, I don't think Jackie would have bought me a vibrator either. I don't think she would have bought me a vibrator. But it goes back to what you said. Like, oh my gosh. Like, a 13-year-old boy is expected to be in his room touching himself. But a girl with a vibrator is too much. And it makes me think, too, like, when you get older, a lot of women are scared to talk about their experiences because we didn't have that openness. Like, we had that openness. Like, I can talk to my mom about sex. But a lot of women didn't have that privilege. Like you don't have the privilege of talking to your mom about sex and how to explore your body, how to explore your pre- your pleasure. So you grow up and you don't know what it is completely, right? <clears throat> so like this, I think is a great start. Like let her know what this is for her body, what it feels like. So when she goes into these sexual experiences, she don't have to look around like, is is this what, is this what it's supposed to feel like? Um, is this how they're supposed to please me? Right. I think the most important um, thing about being able to have these conversations with your family members, <clears throat> girls can even talk about it with their father. So if we got any single men out here listening, have the conversation with your daughter. But I say all that to say, like, it's important to have these conversations with your kids about sex and pleasure. It's important to have them as kids because this is also important. This is an important step to also preventing any type of um miss any type of naughtiness right so children are naturally curious so if hormones are kicking in and oh this feels good when i rub myself up against this chair or whatever right Mm -hmm. um so now they start seeking this pleasure um and they could go in the wrong way or better yet, if you're not talking to your kids openly about sex and letting them tell you about sex and pleasure, this also closes the door so anytime your child may be facing some type of molestation, some type of sexual abuse, um, because, you know, that's one of the things that abusers will say is don't tell nobody. And because they're usually narcissists, they have to know if it feels good, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel good when you're being forced to do it. So if said narcissist abuser is asking your daughter or your son, does this feel good? Or maybe they don't ask. I don't know. But y'all had these conversations with your kids. Mm-hmm. Truth. So much truth. All right. So our next way of empowering women is to prioritize women of color. Sorry. I don't want to talk about my period with nobody, though. <laughs> that's why I laughed when I was reading it because I'm just <laughs> bathroom behavior I'm not a fan like I don't really unless it's for educational purposes I don't want to just be discussing girl and the other day it, mm, leave bathroom behavior in the bathroom that's see, I'm, my, that's my I'm, prudish see I'm a little I'm mm-hmm. a little different <laughs> I said, I'm a little different like you know, the conversations with my friends. I guess it might be TMI. I don't care. It's natural. We doing all this. All this happens. Like, it happens. And if it goes, like, if something is different and you're not even looking at your, you know, your stools and all that stuff, that can tell you a lot about your health, too. So, 
if you you look at your stool one day, you're like, it's green. What happened? Oh, you might have just ate some green vegetables. You could, you good, you know. Look at her. She is squirming in her seat. Y'all need to know this, though. Y'all need to know this. I do know this. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everyone else. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Y'all, I'll be in my doctor's office whispering to her. And girl, you know. I don't. (laughs) I understand some things you do want to whisper. (laughs) I was telling her about something. I was like, and yeah, you you know when I be going. And I was like, why are you whispering? (laughs) Especially in the doctor's office. They've heard heard it all, I'm sure. They have heard it all and even worse. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's. Maybe that's just something that we were open about in the household. <laughs> like mom was like, if this is if this ain't looking right, you better let me know. If you look behind you and it don't look right. I am personally affected by most body fluids. This is why I didn't go further into the medical field. Um, because I don't like bodily fluids. None of them. <laughs> um, so this is where I tap out. Um, yep. <clears throat> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the next point. So yeah, don't change diapers. So if you want to bring your cute little kid over, that's cool. But until they get potty trained, don't bring them by auntie's house. Don't bring them to auntie Keith. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I waited a long time before I had my goddaughter over here because of that. <laughs> they thought I was joking. I was like, I haven't birthed any children, so I get to make the rules about what I am and am not gonna do. <laughs> do this change diapers. So until that thing get potty trained, don't leave me alone with them. Boy, girl, I don't want to be left because I don't want to change it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> they thought I was kidding, but my nephew, mm-mm. I changed my nephew's diaper one time his whole <laughs> life. And the little boy lived with me. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Let me get back to my thing. Um, hold on. Okay. So next is prioritize women of color, trans women, disabled women, and all the most in- disenfranchised among us. So according to Rachel Ricketts, who is a really who is a racial justice advocate, lawyer, and healer. It can be all too easy to center ourselves in our own comfort during challenging conversations, intentionally or otherwise, but creating equality and liberation for all women demands that we operate from spaces that best prioritize and protect the most disenfranchised among us. So she poses the question, whose comfort is most being prioritized right now? So think about if you're in a conversation advocating for yourself and not not also considering others who are also, if not even more disenfranchised, then it's time to reassess and start again. And also speak up for other women, even when they are not directly a part of the conversation. This can bring a new perspective to the topic of gender and equality. And we've talked about this basically this whole episode <laughs> talking up for other people and you know key's been in them conversations where they just been bullying her trying to get her to shut up (laughs) but she's been speaking up for these women for all all women all the time (laughs) 
kind of my, kind of what I did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just once again grateful for my my job. Like at my job, well, we have open meetings, um, so meetings are open to the public. Uh, the first thing that we say is um, step up, step back, speak up speak for or something like that right and basically what we're telling people what we're encouraging people to do is step up if you're not normally one to speak or if you feel like you have something that you need to advocate for step mm-hmm. back if you're normally the one that is willing to speak step <laughs> back if you're normally the one that is willing to speak so you can let others speak um and be be mindful to speak from your experience so like speak from an eye you don't want to say stuff like we don't like that but it's really just you not liking it um so it's a weird kind of juxtaposition kind of balance that you have to pay play when you get into personally i hate this this disenfranchisement um olympics who has been more marginalized the most i hate these conversations Mm -hmm. with passion so i'm not so I take this I take this advice. I hear it. I do. Um, but it also drives me nuts because as someone that advocates for people on a regular basis, um, I don't I don't like to get into those. Well, we've been marginalized in this community. Well, I think of, I think of it more of like it's not a competition, but you also can acknowledge the um, disenfranchisement of other people. But people turn it into a competition. So it's like the race like you're saying but you don't have to do that like i can recognize what black women have been through i can also recognize what asian women have been through you know like it's you don't have it doesn't have to be a race you can acknowledge both sides but just be mindful in the conversation that you're having if it's about black women don't don't be bringing everything else into this yeah not yet unless it has to be yeah i just i caution people with this though because mm-hmm. often so when you get into these wars, who's been more marginalized, you actually still end up marginalizing someone. Right. Um, and say that this is probably hella inappropriate during um, women's empowerment and the thing about women. But I think as black women and as this black woman, um, a lot of times we get into so much empowering ourselves. Let's not forget the black boys that we're raising or the black men that we are partnered with. Mm-hmm. Um that's another conversation for another day. I just caution you, like, you don't have to, you don't have to play the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, speak up and yes, be empathetic, but ne- don't, <laughs> don't keep getting into those. Well, this community has had it worse conversations because they, they go Please. nowhere. We don't need they, that. They go nowhere. <laughs> um, oh. and then next, help women to take time for themselves. Um, I mean, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> we talk about self care every week in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see a friend who needs a break, schedule a massage, invite them to a yoga class, help them with a task, or do do something that would benefit them and help them to recharge themselves. Um, or like my new favorite thing is because. I'm not always good at these things. Like, I can't. I'm not coming to babysit your kid on purpose. 
<laughs> um, <clears throat> so I might not be good there. I know better. And I know that you need a break, but I'm probably not going to be the one <laughs> to come watch your kids. Um, but what I will do is call you on the phone, check on you and be like, I just want this space, this moment to be about you. And a lot of times that, not a lot of times, but for some of my friends, it does work because they feel so off and like every part of their nature is giving, giving, giving. So mm-hmm. from to give them space to just be or to just have a moment where we center everything just on them. Because mm-hmm. I'm probably not coming to watch your kids. Especially if they're not potty trained. So there it is. <laughs> I think you can look at it differently too. Like um, when I go to my friend's house, uh, a lot of times I know I can't do like, I can't handle both of the kids because <laughs> one is real little. The other one is like, requires a lot of attention but what i can do is take multiple kids i can handle one look but what i do is like i can take the attention from the from one and you can just focus on one child for a couple of hours or like if you need to go and do a task while i'm here go ahead i can watch both of them until you know you go put some clothes in the washer take them out and fold them you know like stuff like that um doesn't always have to be, I'm going to come babysit your kids because I'm not the best babysitter. I'm, I don't think I am, but. <laughs> your child is the on the kid. <laughs> but like, think of things. And also, this is where those friend dates come in. Like, can y'all schedule something together to get her away from just always having to give? You know, it doesn't have to be them by themselves. Maybe they just need some time away. That's it. And finally, thank women. Thank them for not only the small things, but also the big things. Y'all know a little appreciation goes a long way. And if we feel like we're appreciated, we tend to reciprocate. We reciprocate those actions back to you. Um, also it talks about women returning favors to other women. So, you know, you can thank someone by returning the favor. That depends on how you want to do that, but just thank women, thank them. We do a lot here. We give a lot, we give a lot of our time. We give a lot of our energy and sometimes it goes seemingly unnoticed. And that's when we get overwhelmed and you look at us like, well, what's wrong with you? I done did all this today. You ain't noticed nothing. You know. A simple thank you will do. Please and thank you. It's simple, y'all. We done gave y'all a whole bunch of stuff to do today. A whole bunch of stuff that you can think about. That's it. Self-care in real life. Self-care in real life. So for this segment of self-care in real life, we want you to take a little inventory about how you, if you're a woman, um, (laughs) how you, regardless, woman or man, or however you identify, 
if you are empowering other women, and if not, how could you do better? Um, and if you maybe need to empower yourself, how could you do a little better? Because you know you you're still a woman. Um, if you're maybe if you're a woman, you're still a woman, and how can you empower yourself as a woman? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Because um, come to find out, we got some male listeners. Hey y'all, hey fellas. <clears throat> so how can you um celebrate or how can you empower women um what do you think about that kiki do you have any ways that you could work on or of uh, the things that we said is there something that you can work on um probably empowering women in conversations like i said i do it but only if needed like i I guess I could be more assertive when it comes to that, but also being careful not to fall into the, those wars of, oh, you know, the men and women wars. I don't want to fall into that mm-hmm. and the disenfranchisement wars, but still just figuring out uh, adequate ways to keep women in the conversation and keep our experiences heard and seen. Um, about you? I will say that a lot of this stuff comes easy for me, and mm-hmm. I think it has to do with probably because I'm a sorority girl, and this is kind of what we do, um, and the nature of my job. But where I think I could probably be better is helping women to take time for themselves. I am really good at telling you what you should do whole consultants about it but there are probably some things that I could do for the women in my life I can help them take better breaks I might come watch somebody's kid listen get them a good engaging movie or something to watch <laughs> pop them some popcorn and well see because so that's the thing like when I'm around my friends kids like I'm on Kia so I'm the fun aunt <laughs> gossing um so this is why I you know, I spread, I I ration out when I come around because, like, I got to be on. Um, There's a different type of on than I'm probably on when I'm with their mom. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. But I could probably a better, probably be not just a better friend, but a better woman that way if I would come and give a break or, you know, give a break because I'd be telling y'all all the rest of them things that we talked about. Go take a massage. Go get a massage. Go take a class. Um, but yeah, I could probably be better about giving my friends breaks. But I'm only doing it if your kids are potty trained, so don't even ask. <laughs> don't look for it. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Y'all heard her. Y'all heard her. All right, so y'all know what to do next. We're going to ask y'all to share, so you know. To empower us, we want y'all to share this podcast. It's very easy to do. Just share the podcast with your friends. Tell them to search Take Care Sis in their podcast. Uh, what is it? The podcast people. The platforms. <laughs> it's almost time for me to get off this thing. <laughs> share them. Share the pod, share this podcast with them so they can find it on their podcast platforms. 
I need y'all to rate and review the podcast. That's how we get seen. You know, Spotify is only five stars. That's all you got to hit. So a little rating under our name, just hit five stars. That's it. That's all you got to do. On Apple Podcasts, all you got to do is give us five stars. And if you want to write something, you can. If you don't, just give us five stars. We appreciate that too. And that's about it. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow our individual accounts because we be giving y'all good gems over there too. All of that. Y'all need yoga. Y'all need one-on-one sessions. We both do that too. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Um, Yeah. All I got is always remember to pour into yourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Kiki, take care of yourself this week, sis. Key, take care of yourself this week, sis. I am not. I am going to try not to get into internet beefs this week. That's a good goal. I'm going to check in next week and see see how far we've come with that. All right? (laughs) All right, y'all. We're going to talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.